0: This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com, this is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black.
2: I got a couple of emails recently. This one comes to me from a man named Rod. This makes me think that my listening audience might be mentally retarded as well as physically retarded. This is not a good email. He writes in the subject line Poe cast, nasty fugus, and a beer. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed in my audience. Like, I wanted a highbrow audience. Anyway, he goes, WTF, stock market, great time to buy. I'm young, 48. I need my daily dose of black when it's not there. Has Heidi been busy, busy, busy at night with her husband, keeping people from looking at her neck and scrubbing her husband's nasty folio, tolio fungus ridden toes? I know, this person, they're not putting the sentences together. Sometimes it just gets busy for weeks and I missed the whole show. Glad you got the podcast. Class A, moron. Thank you very much. (laughs) Another email comes to me. And uh, this guy, Kevin, he said, last year he gave me a reply, and I I got a loan modification. They granted me the modification for a monthly payment of $1,904, down from $1,430. Trial four months. Since then, they've asked me to resubmit all my financials. I was called by a rep over at Wells Fargo. They asked if I was living in the home, which I am not, but I do have a tenant. They immediately canceled the process because I had rented the place out. I had no choice financially to rent it. The reason why I'm writing again is now I'm out $1,000 each month on this property, uh should I walk away from it or get a loan modification? So let's bring in Tony Mendez, Tony Mendez from Loan Source dot com, Tony uh Tony Mendez from Bay Area Loan Source dot com. Tony. Good morning. Biggest mistake this guy made was being honest, right? Yeah. Wells Fargas um, says do you live there? And he said yes.
1: It's loan mods are, are pretty tricky because some of the the loan mod money is actually coming from the Obama plan. So they they're following some pretty strict guidelines. If you were him in Wells Fargo, ask the question. Well oh, you asking me a question, Rob? I I don't know if I could even advise on. That's okay. a t- I mean I'm a licensed officer, so I you know you're asking me about about loan mods and advising people on what to do. It's it's a tough that's a tough question. It's kind of like a dungeon. Pretend we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I know there's,
2: you there's played a, that when there's you were a, a kid, pot of gold. There's a pot of gold. Do you take it? Do you give it to the people? Do you put it in your own pocket? <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: I'm, I'm the not, best thing that somebody advised, like that could do, I'm and anybody could do with a loan mod, is is contact um, uh, a HUD counselor, and you can go to hud.gov. That's the best thing you could do. Really? Yeah. And w- what's a HUD counselor going to do? Well, they're a HUD certified counselor, and they're going to advise you on, uh, you know, which direction you can go on a loan mod, whether you, you should go directly to your lender, or or are you qualified for the Obama uh, program, um, or do you, or do you not qualify at all? So if this guy would have called, he would have found out that. Or maybe he did, and he found out that's why he did mislead the lender. Or maybe he, he would have found out that he shouldn't have been honest. Can't
2: we have a don't ask, don't tell policy in mortgages? Well, we did uh, from 2000 until 2007. We did give away a lot of mortgages to people who didn't deserve them. Anyway, um, HUD.gov, HUD counselor, government counselor, that sounds like a long wait. It sounds like you're going to be in hell. Uh, basically on a phone for hours and hours and hours. And then a, a poor like every, when I think government trained, I think poorly trained.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much where you're, you're going to go through a pretty long process. And then they're just going to advise you to go to a lender or you're going to go through a loan mod company and you're going to end up doing the same thing over and over and over. I, I've heard stories about people submitting loan mods more than once to the same lender.
2: Yeah, I think you, I get the feeling you're going to be talking to some like, guy named like Squiggly. <laughs> you know, from Arkansas, when you're talking government
1: is Listen, the last thing that the, a lender wants to do is hire qualified people to sit behind a phone and do loan mods. They're not going to use their best people there, so you're really not getting the best quality people.
2: Okay, here, here's a here's a moral dilemma for you, or a moral question. This is a, who were you more? Were you a Laverne or Shirley? I don't ever...
1: I, I was more of a... What was this guy's name? Squiggly. Squiggly, yeah. Okay.
2: That, <laughs> does that show me your preference? No. So, married man, trying to have kids. Um... Let's talk about uh, the thirty-year mortgage. I did a story earlier in the show that demand for mortgages is is actually weakening, even though mortgages are under five percent again. Mm-hmm. It's stunning. Yeah. So, has everyone refied? Has everyone done refying?
1: No, uh, there's still a big refi market. the The guidelines are just tougher. Um, that's why I think you see a lot of pe- a lot of people read. A lot, our our clientele is a lot more educated than they were two, three, four years ago. So, a lot of people. A lot of people should at least look into doing a refi. And I think a lot of people are, are scared because they think they might not qualify. Now, I have a commercial property. Commercial properties
2: have higher interest rates than residential properties. Yeah. So I've got a, a renter in one that's at 6%. Can you get a commercial loan now under 6%? Wow.
1: Um, no. No. They're, so they're still, pretty tough.
2: That's still a pretty good loan then.
1: Yeah. Okay. So.
2: But how many units? Just one.
1: And it's commercial? No. It's North Carolina, you know the property. Oh, it, that's a rental property. It's a rental property. No, commercial, it's, commercial, a, rental. it's a, no, it is, if it's over four units, it's commercial. Okay. If it's under four units, it's, it can be a, what they call a residential loan. And yes, you can get residential loans for rental properties under 6%. Yeah. Okay, good. Absolutely. See, I'm, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show your expertise.
2: I knew that. <laughs> Email came in that said, um, who's this from? I don't have a name on it. It says, I co-signed on a property for my son seven years ago. Will that hurt my chances of qualifying for a loan? I would imagine that it would. Yeah. Because you basically have potential to get into problems.
1: It can. And this is uh, depending on which lender you use. But primarily, you, 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 when you co-sign for a mortgage, it's like co-signing for a credit card. You're responsible for that debt if that other person doesn't pay. Unless you can prove that that person is paying over a period of time. And in this case, most lenders are going to ask for about 12 months worth of cancel checks. They may even want to see who's first on title. Um, And if you can prove all of those with good documentation, you can get away from um, having that debt count against you.
2: What's the biggest hang-up or what's the biggest issue that Mm. you deal with when dealing with people who are getting mortgages? Because it's a lot of information. And I don't like collating and, and binding and giving you all my information.
1: What's the biggest hang up you see? Biggest hang up, probably documentation, having people provide me with all of the correct documentation. And that starts in the beginning. If I'm qualifying somebody uh, and I, I need to know if they're going to wait, if we're wasting their time going to, you know, doing an application, doing an appraisal and so on, and I'm not getting that correct information to begin with, I may be wasting a lot of people's time just to find out they don't qualify. And that's that's definitely the biggest hang up right now. I'd
2: say information is a big one because we also have different ideas. For instance, a lot of us think we have enough money saved for retirement and we're not even close. So a lot of us tend to exaggerate how yeah. good we have it versus other issues. Anyway, um, anything else that we need to know? Because it's about time to kick you out.
1: Nope. nope. Rates are good. Uh, I think that people should, if they're, they're, if they're trying to over-educate themselves on on, uh, on a loan, not to scare themselves away from trying to get qualified. They should just talk to somebody and, and get themselves um, approved. And so. that's the best thing they can do. It's usually free. Thanks
2: very much. That's Tony Mendez with com. It's com. Other big stories out there. There's, a, there's an interesting one today on long-term care and how these hospitals aren't traditional hospitals and how much more money that they make because they don't tend to push people into the doctor. So the question is, are we taking care of our senior citizens in the right way and or the wrong way? Um, long-term care hospitals face very, very little scrutiny, um, whereas a hospital faces lots and lots of scrutiny. It's pretty interesting. Uh, one of the issues that I seem to deal with or run into more often than not is, is people's inheritance. Uh, they know that they're going to get a million-plus dollars from Grandma. Now, it's time for Grandma to go into a home. That's going to eat up that million dollars pretty fast. A lot of people don't want to do it. I've seen some of the living conditions uh, in retirement homes, awful. And I've seen some of the living conditions in retirement homes, wonderful. So, one of the more, another thing that I want you to do down the road is start planning for your own retirement. Figure out what you want it to look like. And don't be surprised because some people want grandma who's got a million dollars to basically lay in her own poop all day. Some people want grandma to be the queen of the country and, you know, Have someone wipe her. I know you're saying too much information. Graphic, graphic, graphic. Cut it down. But yeah, these are issues that are going to hit you. Like I I know what I want to look like at 70, 75, 80, 85. I know that, like, screw having an inheritance for a kid. I'm using up all my money if I have to. I need to let people know that. I need to plan for that. I need to make sure that I have enough money so that my only decision is my decision. And then I don't have to do it, you know, put in, be put in a state-run long-term care facility. Where, how shall we say, who wants to change pe- old people's poop? No one. The job care in that, that industry, it's tough. I mean, you got to be a really, really loving human being. You really got to be a real loving human being to change someone other than your own kid's uh, poop. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
0: We all onto the skies the so
2: coming up he's coming up he's
0: coming up he's coming up he's coming up he's coming up it's there
2: Welcome back in Dr. Black show I'm Dr. Black talking all things financial There's an article in the journal today that jumped out at me. I go, what's that all about? Weight loss surgery gets a lift. The headline basically starts off. Talking about how teenagers are hitting more and more weight problems. I'm like, are you kidding me? So. Obese teens who've undergone weight surgery, they shed significantly more pounds than those who just tried dieting and exercise. Now obesity in the United States, swelling. It's getting bigger. <laughs> no pun intended. So back in the 1970s, about five percent of our adolescents were obese. Now it's well over 20% of our adolescents. It's sad that 15% of kids aged two to five are considered obese. Two to five, whereas in age six to 11, it's over 22%. That's sad. I'm going to be honest with you. You got fat kids. They're not big bone. They're not healthy eaters. They're fat, and you're actually killing them, and you're actually ruining their lives by letting them have that much weight. If I'm a hiring manager, who do you think I'm going to hire, the good-looking skinny person or the obese person who has Taco Bell falling out of their mouth? I know not all obese people eat Taco Bell. And I have nothing against Taco Bell in any way, shape, or form. But I'm telling you, you're ruining them. They're going uh, to date beneath them. They're going to get jobs beneath them. And they're going to die early. And their health care costs are going to be out of this world. So obesity. I don't know. We're doing a story about teenagers who are obese. Go out and play on the playground. Go.
3: Yeah, what, can you prove?
2: I love that fat little kid, Cartman. He's okay to be I fat. I love cheesy poofs. I'd sit on the couch all day. You know my ideal job right now is quitting, sitting on the couch and eating cheesy poofs with Cartman and watching TV. That's all I'd want to do. I would be the happiest man in the world if you'd let me do that. So anyway, this article points out that, you know, Tina obesity, right? Blah, 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 blah. Rob's going on another stupid rant. Blah, 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 right? Allergen makes a band that, you know, they can... I don't even know how to w- say this word, bariatric surgery. It's used in the trial for gastric banding. It wraps a, a silicone band around the upper part of the stomach to restrict food intake. Another type of bariatric surgery known as gastric bypass wasn't used in the trial. Surgeons in the United States Hospital, they charge fifteen to $25,000 more for the gastric banding surgery, not including follow-up care, though insurers might pay less under their contract. So who makes this band? Something called allergen. What does allergen also do, uh, else do? Botox. Now, the healthcare bill has stalled out massively. And President Barack Obama has said there's a pretty good chance it doesn't even get through now. He's starting to say he's starting to pull away from it. I think the populist view was that we wanted health care reform, but we didn't want to spend a trillion dollars to get it. So he's now on the populist view of. We're not going to get it done because a lot of people started getting freaked out by that price tag. Now, Allergen was a company that got demonized a little bit during the healthcare issue. Why? Because we were talking about Botox and how if you ultimately get plastic surgery, the Obama plan had in it that you would pay an extra 5 to 10 percent in taxes. Kind of as a penalty for looking uh, for elective surgery. And I always thought that was funny because that's a, that's a woman's issue, right? More women do cosmetic surgery than men. Now, that's not totally true. But then that's a tax on women. No, no It's a tax on vain women, right? I look at things as a tax on. Uh, for instance, you know, beer sales get the extra tax. Cigarette sales, you know, smokers get the extra tax. Like, I see it as categories of people. And that's what upsets me. So anyway, since December... Allergen's gone from about $64 a share down to $60. It's part of the, the overall stock market correction, right? Now, the company won't really help you with a runny nose. The company will help you if your nose falls off your face. Um, they do a lot of muscle spasm treatments, Botox, uh, most popular application in diminishing facial wrinkles. Uh, do you think vanity will rule for years and years to come? They also sell implants. That's right, breast implants. I get to say the word breast augmentation on the air. Because I'm cool like that. But what's more important is that they sell a band that helps weight loss surgery. And look at the numbers. In the 70s, less than 5% of our children were obese. Now it's 20%. Look at those numbers. Look at that growth. You could invest in that growth by investing in a company like Allergen. I'm not telling you to invest in Allergen. I'm trying to say, show you how my mind works. When I see a chart going up like that, I get pretty excited by it. I get pretty excited by it. So, again, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you have kids that are, are obese, you're killing them. So, and you have fat children. So, and, and stop stop lying to yourself saying it's otherwise. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to call about. Anything is good to go with me. For instance, if you want to talk about a homeless man who's been reunited with his cat, we can talk about... Samantha, the pug-nosed cat, and Dan Harlan, a homeless man who owned her, reunited Tuesday. Harlan wept when Tom Neville, who had been missing the cat for weeks, gave Samantha back. So, (laughs) should our homeless people be allowed to have pets? Doesn't that seem wrong on so many levels? I don't know, it just upsets me a little bit. Uh, We are a nation of just, we are so messed up. And again, our homeless people differ like gold and clay. So in DC, homeless is totally different than San Francisco, totally different than San Diego, totally different than Texas. And again, I'm not disparaging homeless people in any way shape or form. But again, it brings up I think our federal government does too much for people because we're very different we're a nation of very different people. California our debt problem is this, is the nation's debt problem. I think that's silly. But in Greece, Greece uh has a debt problem right now, they they got a lot of debt, and their GDP can't support it. In the United States, we've had a lot of debt since I was a little boy, since my dad was a little boy, and probably will have a lot of debt when my little boy has a little boy. It's okay, because it's a percentage of our GDP. And the reason I'm bringing up this argument or this thought real quick is that people freak out. You know, that nerd rage. (laughs) You know, like, where did that come from? People... (laughs) People freak out and uh, like, I'm not going to invest in the stock market because we've got too much debt. Our debt, as long as it's serviceable, is OK. And for instance, right now, we're financing the United States economic recovery with Chinese debt. And you'll hear people call the show or call other shows and go, Chinese own America. Just a matter of time before Sun Wu Song, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working for him. Americans freak out about this stuff, but it's a good thing. They're funding our debt at 1% to 2% levels at incredibly low interest rates. It's almost like they're stupid. They can go out and get a better rate elsewhere, but they don't. It's it's like, sweet. Now, we need economic stimulus and economic growth, and we need to repay that debt or pay it down, or we need to grow our economy. So this is the thing. It's okay to have debt as long as you have an economy big enough to service that debt. Now, what lesson can we learn from this? Mortgage rates at 5% are incredibly cheap money. It's okay to have a mortgage. A lot of people are like, I want to pay off my mortgage. I want to pay off my mortgage. It's okay to have debt as long as you can service it. I don't think senior citizens should be carrying a mortgage because they no longer have the income to service it. I have the income to service my debt. I'll never prepay it. I'll never, ever prepay it. As long as my debt's not over 8%, I'll never prepay. People who prepay their their mortgage hurt themselves. They don't realize they're doing it. They, they, they retard themselves. They slow themselves. But I save $128,000 on interest and I, I, I write my paycheck to me now. I don't write it to anyone but me. And that's not the right idea. It's okay to have debt that you can service. Greece is finding out that they can't service their debt because their GDP is not growing as fast as their debt's growing. United States, we need to get our GDP growing again in order to service our debt loads. So there's a bend but don't break attitude. You need to look at your life and you need to understand that all debt over 8% is bad. Mortgage debt, student debt under 8% is good. You want it? It's not ideal, but you got to live with it in order to finance your other ideal, your other ideas, uh, including retirement and nest eggs and, and uh, all that good stuff. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
0: You're listening to Rob Black, nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk.
2: Six thirty nine it's 800 to get your calls on the air. Oh, good golly. Not a lot of great content out there today, you know, burning up the skies of investments. Ben Bernanke, he's starting to talk about life after stimulus. Cheap, life after cheap money. Wall Street doesn't really care for that. There's a newspaper report out of, Gre- um, out of France today. That's talking about, you know, what the EU is going to do with Greece. There's going to be a rescue plan for the debt burden in Greece. The French daily Le Mans wrote that France and Germany were set to present a plan to the EU, European Union, that was aimed at preventing Greece from going bankrupt, quashing fears that, you know, they wouldn't be able to pull it off. So do you see how our credit problems in the United States kind of became a flu and they turned, turned into Europe? Best thing that's happened in the last five years to the world economy, we would be in a World of hurt. World of hurt if it wasn't for China. Now again, some things that we like and some things that we don't like. It's it's not as simple as saying they've been the greatest thing ever, but they have pushed demand for goods coming into their country and they have pushed exports way higher. And their exports are helping us because they keep costs down. I know you're saying, but they take American jobs. Yeah. But they keep costs down. People like me who, you know, want a cheap pair of Nikes, it's good that they're manufactured overseas. If I want cheap Nikes, if I want U.S. Nikes, it's going to cost me a lot more money. So you get the basic idea. So there's, there's some sort of bailout coming out of Greece. We don't know exactly what it looks like. We don't know. But it's happening. And again, China's helping the world at this point in time. Get your calls on the air. It's 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. You know, who's I, I'm feeling a lot of pain for right now is dealerships. Can you imagine if you own a Toyota dealership and you can't sell cars, or if you own a, a Honda dealership and today it was announced that Honda's uh, doing a big old recall, expanding their original recall from a couple years ago on some airbags. So if you have a Honda or a Toyota, um, you should take a look into, uh, owning a dealership would be Would be tough right now. I'm feeling a little bit of pain for the dealerships. I'm feeling it. So 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Ashley in Petaluma. Ashley, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you, Rob? I'm okay. So I have a question for you.
2: Okay. What's the question?
3: So, you know, every month I put away a certain amount of money in cash for emergency funds. Okay. So I I want to kind of start playing the stock market. I have a very, like, I mean, just maybe a handful of individual stocks, but I'm not quite comfortable putting a lot of money in, in the stock market myself quite yet. Sure. So I'm looking for more like a general fund um, where I could put in, you know, maybe three or $400 a month and, you know, have basically the stocks picked for me. Like a basis, so I guess, a mutual fund.
2: Sure. And I
3: just don't know which, which one you would recommend.
2: How old are you, Ashley?
3: I'm 34.
2: Okay. And how much do you have in your "quote unquote" emergency fund?
3: Like fifty thousand.
2: Fifty thousand. Okay, and that will cover you in case of what? What do, what do you define as an emergency fund?
3: In case I lose my job, I guess.
2: Okay. So, how about vacation?
3: Uh, we just went on one and <laughs> got put on the credit card. So, okay. um, yeah, we don't have a huge vacation fund.
2: Okay, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm more curious on what you call an emergency because. Uh, to me, an emergency is if I if I need money for surgery right now. Um, not not I a new TV, three. notification. Go ahead.
3: You're, you're supposed to have what three to six months of cash, so that's why. Good.
2: And you keep it in a cash like equivalent. Yes. Okay. It's
3: Aaron's like 0.005 percent, like nothing.
2: Okay, you could put that in a CD, or you could put that in a money market account and get a little bit better. You can put it. I would put it in an online bank, Ashley. If you feel comfortable with online banks, do you feel comfortable with online banks?
3: Uh, I don't know. I I only know about like Ali, right? It's a new one.
2: Well, it's, it's, it used to be General Motor uh, Financing, but it, it's not new. It just has a new funny name to it. Um, okay. But yeah, like E-Trade. Um, E-Trade has an online bank. Uh, ING has an online bank. And you can get 2% maybe 3 in a good time, maybe 1% in a bad time, but I'd get a little bit more action on it. In an online bank, you basically have a a bank account with Bank of America and your $50,000 is there and you just transfer it to the online bank. You know, hit a transfer button and then when you need it, you have to transfer it back from the online bank to the Bank of America account. So, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but I feel comfortable with it personally. Okay, so um, now you said we, so I'm assuming you have a husband or boyfriend? A husband. Okay. Um, Any kids? Yes, two. Too have you planned for their their issues?
3: Um, my daughter has a college account that okay. we pay two hundred dollars into every month, and we have not started one for my son yet.
2: Okay, um, they're
3: only like three, three uh, and six months.
2: So, wow, congratulations! So Thanks. little munchkins are fun. Um, okay, so when you say you have a college plan, what what what's that look like? Is that just a regular account that you're putting money into?
3: Yeah, can I say the name? We just have a Schwab account, and we just deposit. Okay. every month every month, money into
2: it is it a 529 plan yes okay good okay that's what i was looking for so there's a good website for other moms out there called savingforcollege.com. Savingforcollege.com com. it'll teach you everything that ashley already knows um so good good you're in one 529 is all you need you can use that money for your other kid if you want to it's it's it's, it's oh, that's good no okay yeah. so you don't need to set it up in two different ones and or if like say both of your kids turn out to be you know Super athletes and don't need money, uh, then maybe you go back to school. The husband goes back to school. Um, it's a pretty good idea to have. So, um, okay. So mutual funds. Um, you work with Schwab. Schwab has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of funds, so they can take care of you. You're looking for something like a total stock market index, so uh-huh. um, also known as a Wilshire 5000, and that that represents the United States. That represents capitalism. I like that a little bit more than the S and P 500 because. The S&P 500, it's, really a, it's a weighted index, and it's a large cap index. So if Intel has a good year, Ashley has a good year, whereas the Wilshire 5000 is more about capitalism. Um, probably a little less upside, probably a little less downside, but a little bit more on that 8 to 10%, which is what you're looking for. Um, I think you're looking for a good international fund, um, a good value international fund, um, as well, as, and, and an income fund. I don't think you need to have too many. You're looking for what I would refer to as low-cost funds. So sure. you're looking for something that's uh, not actively managed. I don't think you need that. I think you're looking for indices. So um, if you want to drop me an email, actually, I'll send you out a couple of ideas on, on the various type of indices that I would look for. I don't know Schwab's mutual funds as well as I know Fidelity's. For instance, Fidelity's got a great fund called Asia Excluding Japan. And it gets you cover, coverage into all things Asia minus Japan. Um, and it's it's almost that simple and that easy to recommend. But I'd look at a Wilshire 5000 for your U.S. fund. And um, if you just drop me an email, dot com, I'll look up some Schwab funds that are similar to the Fidelity funds.
3: I would appreciate that, Rob. You know, I do outside sales, and I listen to you every morning, and I just think you're a big coat. <laughs> I, I think you're great. So I love the whole puffy white guy thing. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I don't offend you when I get into my, my dirty talk. <laughs> Okay, so I think it's good
3: stuff. It's good radio.
2: Yeah, it's it's just honest too, you know. It's stuff that we'd all wish we'd be able to talk about that we just don't talk about. So, what sort of sales do you do, Ashley?
3: Um, I do pharmaceutical sales.
2: Oh, that's cool. So, um, do you give? Have you been in that industry long? Oh
3: uh, yeah, actually, since um, o two.
2: Yeah, so you're probably a very good looking person. I it's, don't know about that. <laughs> that. That's my my guess because everyone I've ever met who does pharmaceutical sales are very good looking people. You go into doctors' offices and give out the free samples and stuff.
3: Um, I do, and I, you know, I. My daughter says I talk, to, I talk, 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 talk to doctors. That's what she says I do all day.
2: What sort of what sort of samples you got? What kind? Yeah, but I mean, you might you might have took a brother up.
3: Oh no, I have nothing fun you want.
2: Uh, well, what do you got?
3: <laughs> I have a biologic. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Hmm.
3: So I actually don't
2: disseminate samples per se. Okay. And you probably shouldn't say because it'd probably be pretty easy to figure out who you are then too and who you work for.
3: Yeah. But
2: if you ever, okay, for other pharmaceutical salespeople out there, they want to hook up brother up, I'll do financial planning for them. Thanks, Ashley. All right. 800-345-563-9. Love 800-345-5639. I love the samples. I could use me some Xanax. I could use me some uh, erectile dysfunction stuff. <laughs> what else do I need right now? That'd be, that'd be a good start. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating. Talk and actually drop me an email, Rob, at RobBlack.com. I'll give you some basics on Schwab and uh, the funds that they have. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m.
3: go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. <laughs> Must
2: end, so this is Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, and man, did the oh, 90s lucky man really end this sweet? This Remember how angry Pearl Jam once was? Bitter, filled with angst. And now he's writing these beautiful little love songs. Did I say that I need you? Did I say that I want you? Pretty sweet little stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm turning kind of mushy myself. I don't know. (laughs) I think my testosterone levels are low. If anyone works in pharmaceuticals, give me some extra testosterone. Maybe I need it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I'm just flipping through the, the journal. And, you know, I just, I see things that jump out at me. For instance, video game makers are pushing Beyond Christmas. It's an an evolving, evolving video game. It's an evolving sector. In large part, you used to save your best titles for October so that mom and dad would pick them up for you for Christmas. Now, there's publicly traded companies like Electronic Arts. There's companies like Activision Universal. There's Sony. So God of War, it's coming out, you know, in the next couple of months. Um, That's a big one. That's a huge one. Electronic Arts is selling right now Bioshock Two, which is about a underworld, undersea world utopia that turns into a dystopia kind of situation. They just there's too many titles, and you only fight for so much shelf space. The lesson there is shelf space. Companies like Pepsi and Coca Cola, they're not the most intriguing company in the world to me. Kraft, we know what they do. We can figure it out. We know that you know Coca Cola Zero might be a hit. It might be a, a disaster. We know that kids today are drinking more energy drinks and less soda. I mean, we know, we know them, right? What Coca-Cola really does well, and what Pepsi does well, is they dominate self-space. They own the—if gro- you were to go around and look at the brands and figure out who owns those brands, you would, you would, it would stun you. Your, su- your grocery market—supermarket—your gro- grocery store is basically being monopolized. Maybe a duopoly, maybe an oligopoly, somewhere in there. There's not that many options when you really, really start looking at it. You get your calls in there, air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, ESPN, they're out there. We know about ESPN1, right? We know about ESPN2. You know about something called ESPN360. It's their web service. And I just looked at the numbers on this. And in 2006, they had fewer than, you know, eight, I'd say about 8 million hits. Now they're at about 58 million subscribers. So ESPN is doing incredibly well getting on the Internet. Now, this is important again because Comcast wants to, just, you know, bring ESPN to your home through cable, through, you know, cable television. ESPN, who's owned by Disney, rival of Comcast, they want to get into your home anyway they can. And for ESPN to really play up a whole new station that's an internet station, I think, I think they're figuring it out. Now, ESPN is owned by Disney. It's one of those businesses that they lost so much money in the 70s. They lost so much money in the 80s. And then they've been making money hand over fist 90s and 2000s, so they figured it out. Figured out what a a money loser can lead to. So at one point last September, about 91,000 viewers were watching multiple games over at ESPN 360. And again, you know they they can lock up the Pac 10 and show you all the Pac 10 games. You see where this is going. So the whole internet TV thing. We know with more and more kids today. Uh, just are, they're, not watching, they're not getting their entertainment in front of the television they're getting it from somewhere else 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air um, Mylan Labs is one of the publicly traded drug companies out there and they've been recovering smartly with their earnings in the last few quarters they've made some right decisions that are starting to pay off a lot of companies downsize A lot of companies say, you know, we're going to hawk the big time R&D. We're going to stop trying to be vertically integrated, and we're going to go with a little bit more, you know, generics, for instance. That's taken a while for them to, you know, deal with some of their debt that they got into, but they've dealt with it. So it's a Pennsylvania company. A lot of people think Myland Labs is not a Pennsylvania company. Well, you wouldn't imagine that there's nothing going on in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is one of those armpit states that there's nothing going on there. People leave Pittsburgh year after year after year after year after year. Jobs leave Pittsburgh year after year after year after year. Anyway, um, they've done a good job. Sometimes turnarounds do turn. So, and I, I throw that out there just not to be cutesy, but to say sometimes turnarounds do turn around. So, take a look at Mylan Labs. I'm not telling you to go do it. I'm saying take a look at it. Now, the iPad—worst name product in the world, in my opinion. It's it's too it's too feminine. I'm sorry. I don't want feminine hygiene on my tablet computer. I don't want to associate the two. They're going to have to change that name, and it may be too late to change that name. But they actually want women to use the iPad. That's actually their big, their winner or loser angle. It's going to be tied towards women. Apple has just revealed, you know, all the components. And an independent company said it costs about $219 to make. So they're going to sell it for $600, somewhere between 499 and 599 So materials are about $200. Of which, it's kind of an interesting technology. You know, the multi-screen screen display uh, costs about $80. The semiconductor costs about $17. So the glass is the most expensive on that. You know, you figure out the, the the memory and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of headroom. What I'm trying to get at is the iPad at $600, Rob Black not interested. iPad at 599 not interested. 499 not interested. 300 a little bit more interesting. So... They're going to have to cut prices because that's how you get the you know the seed. That's how you get the people embedded, so to speak. So 800 uh, 345 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Bob in San Francisco.
0: Hi, Rob. You say China doesn't mind having our debt at 2% and whatever, but a couple of weeks ago, Obama froze the discretionary spending after 2011. And don't you think that was kind of China's dictation to us? Nobody would admit it, but... Isn't that like the WTO or the World Bank telling a third world country like us to shape up?
2: I mean, no. I think to me that was more of a populist thing, where we saw Bank. we saw Democrats get kicked out in Virginia, in Pennsylvania, in New Jersey, and I think uh, he's starting to see that Americans are Americans are freaked out with government spending. I mean, you just turn on the radio and you hear "freak out" government spending everywhere you go, right? I think it was more of a populist thing to do.
0: Well, don't you think China as long as they don't have to align their currency where it belongs, they pretty much have us like a succubus, they just they're just sucking the life out of us with their currency and they can use us, hold us there with the debt while they do it.
2: Mm, yeah, I don't see that conspiracy, but thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. China's not in the United States. They're not capitalists. We are a capitalist nation. We are a nation where we have a free market. Um, they're not. So uh, I don't expect the comparison to be easy. I see them as a growing nation. I see them as a growing middle class. I think they see the the, the downside of communism. I think they see that, you know, free market can help prosperity. So I don't think it's gonna be an easy, smooth transition. I don't think the United States in the nineteen twenties was an easy, smooth transition. You had gangsters running the the booze and uh, sin world in the United States and you know Change comes very very slowly but we forget about it because we've had such a good 80s and 90s So do I believe China has good intentions? I Economically think that they're growing and that's I, I'm not going to judge their intentions um, I get nothing out of that 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. A couple of REIT IPOs are pricing right now and They've dramatically cut their deal size. A REIT is a real estate investment trust. And commercial real estate is a problem right now. So these companies are raising money. What are they going to do with that money? They're going to spend it. And there's probably a little bit too much of an oversaturation of REITs and real estate and commercial real estate. Uh, Piedmont Office Realty, company ticker symbol is going to be called PDM, PDM, was originally expected to raise about $306 million. It's a lot less. Uh, But again, they're getting their ammo at a time when the market's struggling. It's a tough sell. Like, for instance, right now, you probably want to invest in something that's done well in the last year. When maybe the right answer to cut down some of your risk is to invest in something that's done poorly or that's going through a bad time where the media is likely to misunderstand it. So there's another one coming out called Torino Realty. T-R-N-O, T-R-N-O, and they're raising capital. I'm not suggesting you go out and buy them. I'm suggesting that you go out and look at them. Publicly traded company, ExxonMobil, they just reported a quarter where the media will go, their profit fell 23%. The media will get it wrong. Exxon earned $6 billion in 90 days. You could be an owner in something that earns $6 billion. Now, last year at this time, they made $7.8 billion. So they're, they're not there. Anyway. Oops, looks like we had a call that went away. So, so anyway, back to ExxonMobil. Uh, the media will get it wrong more often than not. And you have to try to take advantage of that. For instance, I work at a news station. that They always want to you know parade me out when the market's down 200 points. I'm like, big deal. Greece has got problems. I talked about Greece a couple months ago. Uh, or they want to parade me out when the Dow hits 12,000 or 13,000 or 14,000. I'm like, it's just a number. You know, if I'm 61 years old, I'm going to retire today. It's a great number. But I'm not. So to me, it's, it, it, it's a number that's so far out of touch with, with reality. It doesn't mean very much. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. got an email. I think I have enough time to, to run through this one. The advice you give is very helpful. I mean, you do it in an entertaining way. I'm writing because my aunt just called me and had some questions about choosing a financial advisor. My uncle recently passed away, and she's trying to figure out what to do with the money that he left her, about $100,000. She's around 50 and wants to take a conservative approach. She said the advisor so far from Chase Bank, he suggested investing in mutual funds and diversifying in different types, large cap, small cap, and mid cap. Sounds like the guy's steering her in the right direction and is not trying to push any products on her that's not in her best interest. Um, Yeah. You want to stay away from annuities, especially with large amounts of money. It's an industry, the banking industry and the brokerage industry, where they will take advantage of you and they'll sell you a product that is very conservative. But also has very high commissions, very high costs. You can get the same type of returns for less costs and less commissions. So the industry will push you into those. As far as diversifying her, it's tough to say. I wouldn't use a bank myself. I would educate yourself quickly by reading the new rules about money. The aunt's 50 years old. She can take her time she just got a windfall the worst thing she can do right now is say I have to make a decision in the next 15-30 days I'd read the book The New Rules About Money by Rick Gettleman um, I would take my time with it I would interview a couple people I would not work with a bank I would work with Fidelity and or Vanguard that's what I'd tell your aunt to do 800-345-5639 it's 800-345-5639 if you want to call the show wait 22 hours I will be back tomorrow Roblox Show 9-10am more stimulating talk
3: If you say that you are mine. I'll be here till the end of time. So, you got to let me know.